Adrift in the great void of space, the personnel on Moon Base Alpha have experienced so much that is strange and inexplicable. They have become accustomed to expecting the unexpected. Paul, did you hear that? You hear what? I don't hear anything unusual. Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. All right, party people in the place to be. It is me, Icy Robots, and we are riding this cool wave, riding this cool breeze, this beat. In one sec, we are going to open up the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, and we are going to take a look at Hawkeye, one of my favorite characters of all the time. But first, let's light up this incense. Let's bang the gong. Let's do it Venus flytrap style. And uh, I don't know, man, let's get ready. Let's pop open the book and see what we can find. So what I got to work with is the super large, the collected official handbook of the Marvel Universe. This came out in the 80s. Well, not this particular one. The the issues that it's based upon. And it is a giant guide that tells you everything that you would want to know about everybody. Major and minor in the Marvel Universe. And today we are going to take a look at Hawkeye. Which I already said, but... It bears saying again, Hawkeye is one of my favorite characters. I, I've i always had a thing for archers and archery. I love the Green Arrow over in uh, DC. I love Katniss. Katniss Evergreen or whatever her name is from the Hunger Games. I'm just kidding. No, I do actually. I like her. I think Jennifer Lawrence did a great job with that role. But I just, I like bows and arrows. I like the simplicity of the weapon. I I just dig it, man. I like somebody fighting against the odds. So, let's take a look at good old Hawkeye. His name is Hawkeye. He wears a purple suit. He has a quiver and a longbow. He has a sort of uh, tri-belt assortment across his chest that makes out the letter H. It's kind of neat, kind of subtle. So, Hawkeye's real name is Clinton Francis Barton. That's kind of a fancy name, kind of a fancy pants Sort of name for what is a down-to-earth sort of guy. His occupation is that of an adventurer, as so many of these guys are. He has a couple former aliases. He has gone by Goliath, as well as the Golden Archer. He was born in Waverly, Ohio. He is single. Let's examine some of his known relatives. He has a brother named Barney Barton. What a terrible name. That's even worse than uh, Clint Francis Barney Barton. Uh, Harold Barton is his dad, and Edith is his mom. He is occasionally a member of the Avengers, also as well as the West Coast Avengers. He operates out of New York, and he first appeared in Tales of Suspense number 57. So that is, you know, that's all the specifics about him. Uh, what would be considered, you know, sort of just the bare facts. But let's take a look at some of the, you know, the origin. The origin details. The important stuff, the cool stuff, the fun stuff. Clint Barton was the younger of two sons. Born to a small business proprietor and his wife when his parents were killed in an automobile accident when he was eight. That happened so much in comics. You know, people get their parents killed. I imagine it's because the idea is... You know, that's always a bad idea. You know, you don't you don't want to think about anything happening to your parents. But as a youth, you know, the the number one target for comics, that would be 
that would be the scariest thing imaginable, having your parents pass away and you being left as an orphan. So, I just think that they go back to that time and time again, and let's see. Barton and his brother were then placed in a state orphanage where they both ran away to join a traveling carnival. That's another thing. That's another thing kids fantasize about, running away and joining the circus. But he, he actually did it, and... While he was there, he became the apprentice of a mysterious rogue known only as the Swordsman. Recognizing his natural flair for archery, the Swordsman agreed to tutor him in the art where uh, Barney was relegated to menial duties. So, you know, Clint, he's got some pizzazz, he's got some flair, and he gets, you know, kind of a cool job. He becomes the apprentice to one of the top attractions on the carnival circuit. But his brother, he's out there putting up tent poles and cleaning up elephant poop. You can see how that might create some resentment. Let's, uh, let's check into what, uh, Clint was into. So, that says, uh, it says right here in the guide that he began practicing his archery every day. For eight hours a day, four years straight, and you can tell, man, he was in it to win it. He, he wasn't ready to just compete at the amateur level. Our boy, he was gonna go pro, and go pro he did. He became Hawkeye the Marksman, and entered the carnival circuit on his own, performing various, various trick shot things here and there. You know, traveling on the road, uh, riding the rails, working with the circus, doing whatever. And you gotta remember this. All the while he's doing this, becoming a headlining performer, Hawkeye the Marksman, his poor bro is out there. He's raising poles, you know, he's putting the tents up. He, he's, you know, cleaning up the, uh, the animal mess. He's selling popcorn. He's doing whatever. And his brother is in the limelight as Hawkeye, Hawkeye the Marksman. Irregardless of, uh, Barney's resentment, our, our kid, Hawkeye, he, he's performing, you know, he's doing his own thing, but he's still, he's still training under the swordsman. You don't want to forget about that guy, and we shan't forget about him because he is about to enter the tale in a major way. So it goes, one day, Hawkeye, he's, you know, he's doing his thing, he's doing whatever, and he, he stumbles across the swordsman in the office of the circus manager. I would imagine this is the guy that wears... The top hat, you know, he's introducing everybody, he, he's that guy, and the swordsman's in his office, you know, ruffling through papers, doing stuff, and it turns out he, he's been stealing from the carnival all these years, and Hawkeye, Hawkeye discovers him, and he's like, hey man, you can't be doing that, and he's like, I'll do what I want, and a scuffle ensues, the swordsman, the swordsman flees, Hawkeye flees the other way, but then the swordsman's like, he sees Hawkeye's fleeing, so he starts chasing him, and Hawkeye... You know, he's shook, and he's running, he's running, he's running, and he goes up, up a trapeze, and, uh, while he's up there, you know, the swordsman's like, you better come down, fool, or you're gonna get it, and he doesn't come down, so the swordsman, you know, he gives the rope the chop, and down he goes, Clint Barton falls to the ground, broken in half, where he is discovered by his brother Barney, who rushes him to the hospital, where he, uh, laid many, many, many a month before recouping enough to go back to the circus, and, uh, continuing on as a trick shot, a pro trick shot, as it was. And, uh, you know, eventually Hawkeye, he did return to the circus, and everything was going great. One day, while he was, uh, performing his act, he saw, he saw a golden vision in the sky, and that vision was Tony Stark's, aka Iron Man, and what happened was Iron Man had to fight some villain, I know not who it is, I'll imagine it was Paste Pot Pete, I love me some Paste Pot Pete, and, uh, so he's fighting that guy, you know, uh, PPP is, uh, boxing it out with Iron Man, and Hawkeye, he's smitten with what he sees, and he decides that there is no better career for me and my archery skills than to become a costumed adventurer, and he does. He goes, 
and he goes forth and he fights crime, but unfortunately, the first time he's out there on a mission, he, he gets mistaken for a crook by, by the man, the man that he saw that drove him to do this, Iron Man himself, and he and Iron Man, they tangle, and somehow, somehow they are, uh, duking it out on an equal status before, you know, Hawkeye decides, man, I better get out of here because it's, it's pretty fortuitous to me that, I'm shooting a fair one with Iron Man, so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get while the getting's good, so he bounces, and, you know, that's that, but while he's out on another crime-fighting mission, he bumps into the, uh, the Black Widow, the mysterious Russian spy, the Black Widow, with, uh, the lovely red hair, the tight black bodysuit, and he, he's once again smitten, and at this time, the Black Widow is a full-on spy, she's a full-on crook, she's a full-on bad everything, so... I don't know, you know, Hawkeye is kind of an impressionable dude, I guess, so he goes out with her, and he does more dastardly, that's the word I want to say, dastardly, deeds with Black Widow, and this once again leads him into tangling with Iron Man, but this time, you know, they they uh, they duke it out for a bit, and then they, they get down to talking, and what happens is, you know, Iron Man realizes that Hawkeye, he means well, that he's a good guy, he's not a crook, even though he was hanging out with a Russian spy when the, uh, when the Cold War was at its chilliest. So, he may have, in fact, been guilty of treason, but Tony Stark's, he has, he has some deep forgiveness in his heart, and he, he forgives Iron Man. And not only that, he puts him up for Avengers membership. I'm thinking at the time, it might not have been as prestigious. That's not the word I'm looking for. It may not have been as difficult to get admission, you know. The Avengers weren't aware of what the Avengers would eventually mean. At this time, they're probably looking for members, you know. They're they're looking for dudes who can hang and clang with them. And Iron Man, he, he sees somebody. He's like, if I sponsor this kid, he'll be down with me. This was proven wrong many times. Hawkeye and uh, Iron Man... They don't get along. Hawkeye, Hawkeye tends to have more of a uh, liberal mindset, and Starks, he, he's more of, you know, the billionaire one percenter type, and they, they go at it all the time, but at the, you know, at this moment, he's thinking, maybe Hawkeye could, you know, he'd be down with me, so he sponsored him for membership, and he was accepted to the mightiest team of the times, and, you know, the, maybe, maybe like all the times, the Avengers. This, this is too big of a topic to tackle right now, but what do you guys think is the better super team, the Justice League or the Avengers? That's tough. E each team has incredibly powerful dudes on top. You know, you got Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor against, like, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. So, at the you know, at the top of the pyramid, you got super-powered, incredible, top-level uh, heroes, but... As you go down, each team has has their their weird members, you know, just strange guys at the bottom. I don't know. It's a toss-up. I think it all comes down to Thor versus Superman. I think that either one of those dudes would have a good chance to mop up the rest of the other dudes, but... Now that I'm thinking about it, the Justice League does also have uh, Captain Marvel. He was a member during the Keith Giffen years. And Captain Marvel, you know, Shazam, is just about as powerful as Superman in a lot of ways. Plus, he's magic-based, just like uh, Thor. So either one has 
a good chance to take Superman out. That's such a tough pick em. Hit me up with uh, who you think might win in that one. Thor versus Superman. Check me out over on Twitter. At IC Robots. I-S-E-E Robots. Let me know who you think. I think I'm going to go Superman just because... Just because he's Superman. And Superman always wins. Even though Thor is a god. And he has magic. Which is, uh, you know, Superman's weakness. I, I, just, I just, you know... I go for Big Blue. At any rate, let's check this out off the old uh, VHS files. It's a bit where Nick Fury examines the powers and abilities of Hawkeye, the uh, animated Hawkeye. It's kind of fun. Has some good data. We'll be back in a sec. Let me... Hold on. Let me me pop it in. Here we go. Click. S.H.I.E.L.D. has thousands of operatives stationed around the globe. Each one has their own unique abilities and training. But there's only one hero who hits the bullseye for this mission. Hawkeye. Real name, Clint Barton. Accessing origin. Hawkeye had every chance to miss the mark. Orphaned as a child, he was trained by supervillains. But Hawkeye chose his own path to be a hero. Accessing powers. Hawkeye doesn't need a super soldier serum or a radioactive spider bite. Now this is just some friendly advice. I'd stay down if I were you. Hawkeye's sharp eye and steady hand make sure he hits his target the first time. Every time. No powers necessary. Looks like Hawkeye is perfect for long-range missions. He can hold his own in close combat. Or hit a moving target from half a mile away. He packs a quiver full of special arrows for every occasion. Sorry to interrupt, boys, but I got a quick question before I take you all down. If you're up to no good, then Hawkeye's got an arrow with your name on it. Oop, oop, sorry. Didn't mean to uh, hit it so soon. That was fun, I think. I like how uh, Fury broke it down there. So Hawkeye joined up with the Avengers, and this was at the same time as Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. You know, they... They brought in three people who were considered to be villains at the time. It was really a uh, ahead-of-its-time move. You know, they were giving these guys a second chance. And all three served as Avengers, and they served well. At one point, Hawkeye, he kind of got, uh, like, amorous feelings toward the Scarlet Witch. But Quicksilver, he wasn't with that, and they they had conflict. This will be something that kind of keeps coming up with Hawkeye. He is one of the more... Uh, I guess he's one of the more seductive heroes out there. He he seems like he's going from uh, gal to gal to gal. I, I recall him being with Scarlet Witch and um, Black Widow. And then he even, um, he marries Bobby Morris, a.k.a. Mockingbird, when they are both later members of the West Coast Avengers. And, you know, I seem to remember him having, like, being with Tigra at one point. I don't know, dude... Dude gets around, dude has a way with the ladies, you know, more power to him. So, all three of these new guys are serving as members of the Avengers when one day in a uh, in a fight, a fight against some evil villains, his, his bow breaks. Sorry for that stammer. His bow breaks and he, you know, he he lets the team down and they end up winning anyway, but Hawkeye's like, I can't depend on this ancient technology anymore. It's time for me. It's time for me to move forward and, you know, to get to get with the new, so he goes to Hank Pym, 
who uh, has since given up the mantle of Giant Man to go back to being Ant-Man. And he asks him, hey, do you mind if I get the Giant Man formula? And he's like, hey, dude, that's cool, man. We're Avengers. We're bros. I'll give it to you. So he takes it, and he becomes the super tall, super big, super strong Goliath. Being Goliath, you know, it's really working for Hawkeye, and he's scoring some major victories for the Avengers, and... You know, wouldn't you know it, after a while, like, his libido gets in the way and he runs into conflict with the Vision over over the affections of the Scarlet Witch. Now, you know Hawkeye is going to come out on the wrong side of this because the Vision and the Scarlet Witch, as weird as it is, seem as if they are meant to be together. So, Hawkeye, you know, he's like, I've had it with you guys. It's like, I don't want to be an Avenger anymore. Dude threw a fit. Dude was always throwing fits. He's a real... He's a real hothead, so Duda, you know, he throws a big tissy, and he, he, he quits. He, you know, he checks out of the Avengers, and he decides to become Hawkeye once again, and he kind of, you know, he just, like, drifts about for a while, having adventures here and there. He did some stuff with uh, Ghost Rider out in the desert, and he's over here doing this for a while. He, he was with the Defenders, and he did, at one point, go back to the Avengers. He, he attended the wedding. Of the Vision and Scarlet Witch, you know, which was a very, very magnanimous gesture. Dude came back and it opened the doors for him to to eventually rejoin the team. And he did. And, you know, he, he leaves again. He goes and he becomes a member of the West Coast Avengers, which that was a pretty successful comic. That ran for like over 100 episodes or issues. So that's, you know, a good 9, 10 year run. That's a fairly successful comic. He was... He was one of the linchpins of that team. I, I remember being into that at first. When it first uh, popped out, I was like, wow, that's cool, man. A new Avengers team. And uh, I live on the West Coast. And I was like, that is so neat. So I got with it. But I didn't end up sticking with it forever. And, you know, neither did anyone else. It eventually got canceled. And uh, ultimately, our boy Hawkeye met his fate during the during the Avengers Dissembled deal where there was like an alien invasion and Hawkeye sacrifices himself to to uh remove a bomb from the battlefield. He 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 grabs a hold of it and he takes off and he ends up getting blown up and it turned out that the whole thing was created by by the Scarlet Witch who was she was upset about various things. We'll talk about the whole uh dissembled and House of M and all that at some other point, but at, at, at right now, Hawkeye, Hawkeye died during this, and it wasn't up until many years later when he popped up again, and I don't recall the exact details of his resurgence. Oh, you know what? I think it's coming to me now. I believe that, like, somehow reality got set back to back to, like, where it was originally, and after, you know, all of the Scarlet Witch's damage was, was undone... Hawkeye was alive again. It turns out that the Scarlet Witch was like a million times more powerful than anybody had ever imagined. People thought, you know, she has, in the comics, she has the powers to, uh, like, affect reality. But people didn't realize the extent in which she could affect reality. She could, you know, at a whim, change the course of the whole uh, planet. The the, uh, House of M thing is because I think... Is it the House of M? It, I believe it is. It's, there's so many crossover events at this time, but she says no more mutants, and it pretty much wipes out the entire 
mutant population on Earth. And you got to give it up to me. I might be getting a lot wrong, but I am doing my best to just do it off the top. And even if I am getting it wrong, just accept this as a good story and, and move on. So Hawkeye ends up getting brought back from the dead by a whim of the Scarlet Witch. And at this point in time, it was right after the Civil War. And it was right after the death of Captain America where there were now two Avengers teams. There was the new Avengers led by Luke Cage. And this team has Wolverine and Spider-Man and Spider-Woman and Iron Fist. And they're on the run, you know, from the man. And you have the other Avengers, you know, the government-sanctioned uh, Iron Man team with all, you know, the goody-goody two-shoes. So when Hawkeye, he comes back, he... He, you know, of course, tries to join up with the new Avengers, the outlaw team, and he doesn't, he doesn't feel as if he wants to be Hawkeye, so he adopts the identity of a character named Ronin, because a Ronin is a samurai without a master, and even though the swordsman is the dude who trained him, you would say that Captain America is the dude who trained him in how to be a superhero, and Cap is gone, and in, in a post-Cap world, Hawkeye is now a Ronin, a samurai without a master. So he ran with the new Avengers for a long time. He was with them, you know, from then until the end. And at one point in this saga, things go super bad. And Tony Stark loses control of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it falls into the hands of the evil Norman Osborn also known as the Green Goblin. So the Green Goblin takes S.H.I.E.L.D. and he turns it into Hammer and eventually he uh, goes as far as to create his own team of Avengers. This is the Dark Avengers saga. You have like Dokken, Wolverine's son, is the new Wolverine. Venom becomes Spider-Man and so on and so on. And they go as far as to get their own dime store Hawkeye. He even wears the the purple Hawkeye suit and the person they get is Barney Barton, a.k.a. the Marksman, a.k.a. Hawkeye's long-since-thought-dead brother. It's the ultimate betrayal. He's wearing his clothes. He's pretending to be him. He's on his team. It's the worst. This really, this, you know, this takes and pushes an already somewhat unbalanced. I mean, Hawkeye, he's been on the run for a long time. He was dead. For a while, his mentor, Captain America, is gone. Everything that he thought was true is now gone. And he, you know, he's pushed over the edge a bit. And he decides he is going to kill Norman Osborn. He is going to assassinate this guy. And he, he tries. He makes a move on Avengers Tower. That's even where they are. These guys are living in Avengers Tower. So he makes a move on it. And, of course... He gets captured. They have some real heavy hitters on that team. They have the Sentry. They have... They have everybody. And you know what? I am realizing right now, I made a mistake. It's not up until later in the saga that Barney Barton becomes Hawkeye. At first, Hawkeye is the evil Bullseye. The one who is the Daredevil villain. The psychopathic murderer Bullseye. He is... At first, in the Hawkeye gear, pretending to be Hawkeye. And what's weird about it is, you know, with his power of incredible accuracy, he is just about as good at being a Hawkeye as Hawkeye is. And uh, he, he does that for a long time, but eventually they move on to a second team 
of Evil Avengers, and it's in that team that they dig up Barney Barton. It's kind of interesting that he wasn't the first pick. You know, they're not like, we could really mess with uh, Barton's head. We'll get his brother. Nah, they decide to go with uh, Bullseye. Bullseye is, of course, the far better pick. This dude is insane. He's dangerous. And not only that, he is very, very good at what he does. So, anyhow, Ronan makes a move on Avengers Tower. They capture him, and the the team has to come, and they break him out. And at that point, you know, it's just a short time until Captain America returns. And at that point, you know, it's just a matter of minutes until everything is a-okay. Because that's what happened when Cap arrives. Everything is just a-okay. They get Norman Osborn out of office, and everything just moves forward from there. It's not so much a happy ending as it is just back to normal with... The Avengers, where they should be. Norman Osborn, where he should be. And we're going to jump a bunch ahead up until the present. I just read this the other day. And this is a spoiler for Civil War II, if you haven't read that. During the course of Civil War II, the, uh, the Hulk starts to Hulk up. And as he begins to turn into the Hulk, Hawkeye nails him right in the forehead with an arrow. And as it turns out... Bruce Banner had given Hawkeye this arrow and he said, look, the last time I hulked up, I did so much damage to everything that if anything like that ever happens, if you ever even so much as get a glimmer of green in my eye, hit me with this arrow, take me out because I don't want to do that again. I don't want to be the one who kills so many people. I'd rather, I'd rather be dead myself. And that is what Hawkeye does in fact do. He hits him, bop, right in the forehead. Bruce Banner's dead. And eventually She-Hulk takes up the mantle of the Hulk. And Hawkeye Hawkeye goes on trial for the murder of Bruce Banner and he is found innocent. I can imagine that anybody in his shoes would take the chance, man. It's like if the dude's going to Hulk up, he becomes such a destructive force. And so many thousands of people could die that you have to take him out. It's not a matter of if the guy's your friend. It's not a matter of whether you think it's right to kill people. You got to stop this guy before he can... Before he could just go buck wild like we always know he does. Y'all righty right. That's uh, that's about it man. That's right about the present of Hawkeye. So let's take a look at some of his particulars. His height is 6 foot 3. He weighs 230 pounds. He has blue eyes and blonde hair. Powers. Hawkeye possesses no superhuman powers. But he is an Olympic level athlete. With gymnastic skills of a carnival aerialist. And the fighting style of a student of Captain America. He has trained to become an expert archer. And he has near perfect accuracy. His accuracy at target shooting has been tested at 95% for up to 150 feet. His eyes are more acute than a normal human being. Hence the name Hawkeye. This enables him to see 20 feet what most people can see at 1 feet. That's an, That's amazing. He has... Like this sort of like super zoomed in vision. He has above average human strength. He can lift 315 pounds or draw a 75 pound tension bow and hold it for up to 30 seconds. His reflexes are functionally superior to 98% of all human beings. Okie doke. Let's take a look at the bow, the weapon. That makes Hawkeye the man that he is. Hawkeye generally carries a 6.2 foot double recurved compound reinforced fiberglass longbow. 
It weighs five pounds and the bow requires 75 pounds of force to draw its string back. That sounds, that sounds like a lot. Like that's doing like a 75 pound curl or something. Hawkeye owns three such bows as well as a variety of other types, which he, uh, he seldom employs professionally. That means like he enjoys messing around with a crossbow or like a full-on compound bow or a short bow or any number of other bows, but, but, uh, these are the kind of bows he, uh, uses when he's on the case. Let's, uh, take a quick look at Homie's Quiver. A quiver is where you, uh, stuff your arrows upon and in. Hawkeye also carries a quiver containing 36 arrows, each 28 inches in length. Twelve of the arrows have standard target point arrowheads, six have three bladed broadheads, and the remaining 18 arrows have, uh, Various specially designed tips. Among the special arrows are explosive tipped arrows, smoke bomb arrows, flare arrows, tear gas arrows, thermal arrows that are able to reach a temperature of 8,000 degrees. That's like almost as hot as the sun, I think. Acid arrows. And I think he means like, you know, acid that burns stuff up, not like LSD. Don't get, get your mind out of the gutter. And then he also has suction tipped arrows. These have a tip covered with micro-adhesors that are capable of sticking to almost any surface for up to five minutes. And, uh, putty arrows, as well as more exotic, technologically advanced arrows. Some of these are designed by Tony Starks, some by Hank Pym, and these include electro-arrows, vibro-arrows, siren arrows, rocket arrows, and... Just about everything else. Dude also has a rocket cycle that he uh, flitters about in uh, the air on. It's purple and it's kind of cute. He has handlebars and he kind of, you know, he just, he flies about. What am I going to say? The dude's up there floating and flittering and fluttering through the sky. So there you have it, my dudes. Just about everything you would ever want to know about the mysterious archer in purple known as Hawkeye or Hawk Guy to some people. So... I don't know, my man. This is me. I see robots going to power down the station. We're going to head up out of here. This has been the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, episode 8, Hawkeye. This has been an I See Robots radio production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. All money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.